At Mer Marche, slow living is at the heart of our brand philosophy. Our products and offerings are designed to create moments of pause, allowing individuals to connect with themselves and their surroundings, fostering a sense of harmony and well-being. Our prayer is that by honoring people and the planet through our brand efforts, we will inspire others to embrace whole beauty and commune with nature. We invite all of our listeners to enjoy 15% off Mermarche's entire product line with code Mermarche Podcast at Mermarche.com. Hello and welcome to the Mermarche Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wright, and today's guest is Tiffany Cactust. She is the founder of The Great Love Club and A Slow Market. Hi, Tiffany. Hi. Thank you for being with me today. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's it's so nice to just sit together and chat. Yeah. I feel like every time we're together, we're like both busy, so it's really yeah, yeah. nice. We barely get time to say hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I definitely want you to share about the Great Love Club and all of that. But before we get into that, would you share a bit of your backstory so we can get to know you? Sure. Okay. Let me know if there's anything specific. Um, Let's see. I am not from here. I grew up in Ohio. I grew up in the countryside in a tiny little town, um, which I'm really grateful for because I feel like I realized the value of community so early on. Um, everywhere you go, you know everyone and everything's ran by like small mom and pop shops. So, um, I don't know. I think I was like high school and my mom moved us to Florida. So I spent some time there back to Ohio and then came here thinking I was going to study fashion and be a big designer and then quickly got out of that um this was like way back before there was like any like sustainable clothing brands to model off of so I just really didn't like the ethics in the industry Mm -hmm. um and then oddly enough I got into real estate which is even worse I feel like (laughs) so I spent a lot of my life um just like in these careers that I could make a lot of money but I wasn't happy at all so Mm. Um, I did real estate for about 10 years and then I moved to Laguna and I started the club. So, yeah. (laughs) So what inspired you to start the club? It's hard to explain because there's so many different aspects, but I mean, I can, I can piece together like bits of, um, you know, like I said, like growing up in small community and realizing like the value of like everyone, like Um, knowing each other and supporting each other but also went through something really traumatic with my family Mm -hmm. Um, I went through a period where I I had to stop making excuses for everyone and I saw them for who they really were and I had to disassociate from them so I let go of basically everyone but my mom Mm -hmm. Um, and I moved out with my boyfriend and we moved to Laguna and I didn't I just got to a point where I had realized I had spent so much of my life like doing everything for others and what everyone told me to do and I was over it and mm-hmm. I I didn't care like how much money I was making so I started the club just to find friends that was the beginning aspect of it just to create like small gatherings so that I could meet people that had um I guess a similar heart was what I was saying in the beginning I just wanted to find kind people So I would just host Mm -hmm. like walks and coffee meetups and 
things like that and eventually like realized I do have a gift for business and a gift for gathering and I could help so many people who like you are working so hard on like the bit or on the business side and the product side and need exposure and need Mm -hmm. to find a community so it just it all kind of just happened I don't know I always say like I I like blacked out and I woke (laughs) up and I had the club and I don't remember like (laughs) the idea of like why I started it or how Mm. it happened wow (laughs) yeah I mean I I'm fortunate to be on the receiving end of it and I I had just found you, I think, randomly through Instagram or something. And I was also kind of searching. I had lived here for two years at the time. And I was searching for like-minded community as well. And when I saw your post, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and try this. You know, which isn't totally me. But since moving here, I was like, I have to be bold. Like, I just have to go for it and get out, put, like, put myself out there and meet people. Um, And it's honestly been, like, one of the best things for me just to find, to meet you, but also to find people through my business that I feel like have supported me in so many, you know, big ways. And I have you to thank for that, for, you know, answering your call to do that Mm -hmm. and, But yeah, I've just, I've really enjoyed, I've done a lot of markets, you know, in my time as a business owner and a slow market is by far my favorite to be a vendor at, but I would love to hear kind of how that evolved because I feel like I kind of saw it from a distance (laughs) and I was like, okay, good. I'm so excited about this, but I would love to hear your side of this story. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, I feel like everything I do is so hard to explain because there's like a million moving pieces. So um the markets well so before I was doing a slow market which is like primarily that like leading aspect of the club right now I was hosting like I said the free events so we would do like a walk and a coffee meetup and like a church meetup like every single week and those were just free to attend just to build the community and then on the side of that to sustain like my rent and like a life (laughs) I was hosting um just fun curated events and they were like farm to table dinners and wellness days and just things that like from start to finish incorporated small business so Mm -hmm. like at our dinner I mean the coordination on those things was insane because like the ceramics that were on the table came from a local ceramicist and Mm -hmm. the linens I had a local girl sew them and then someone else embroider them and then the food was from a local farm and then like even like the little like vinegars and stuff like I would reach out to so many companies and everything came from someone local because I Mm -hmm. wanted every aspect of it to be a way to promote someone else and to just like if I'm being uplifted then everyone's coming with me Mm -hmm. so those were a lot of work and like finding venues was really hard so it i realized from doing that how helpful it was but it was it was giving people exposure on my page and in person but to like a very small group of like 20 people or maybe 40 people max Mm -hmm. so having a market was just something I've always wanted to do even before the club I just went to all different markets and I never went to one that was like every vendor here is amazing or I never saw anything that was like geared towards like wellness Mm -hmm. and I'm so picky with what I put in or on my body and I would go around and 
be looking at the back of every product or asking them questions and I couldn't buy anything. So the idea was just to create a space where someone like me could go and know that I'm like more picky than you'll ever be. And I've vetted every company there. They're all amazing. They fall under the slow living umbrella, which is sustainable, local, organic, and whole. And overall are just like great people and good um, products to incorporate. Like I, I really strive to find things that are like everyday use that you might not think it's like toxic but like your child's toy or like I don't know like um just household like cleaning products things that like you are using every day that it will challenge you to think about it um so the market again I don't I don't know I just know I had the idea and I met up with like a coffee shop and they gave me space to do it and it was really successful the first time around and then I wanted to do it every month and no one thought that was a good idea. And then I just did it. (laughs) I took one month off and then I just did it. So this last one was the 12th one. So we did it for a year straight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're all amazing. Like everyone is, was just like so successful and so much fun. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the, the key was building the community first. Mm Mm-hmm and educating people on like, what is my mission? So if you're coming to my event, you know, it's to support small business, but to also support wellness. So yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's such, there's such a need for that too, because it's it's already hard to like always shop local, you know, but also to shop local for sustainable conscious Mm -hmm. brands is even harder. Yeah. So you just really made, like you took a need yeah. and you really created something that, yeah, now people can know that every month they can restock it or find new brands or all kinds of stuff. So, mm-hmm. and you always have live music there, like just the whole yeah. ambiance and everything is so like catered to slow living, Yeah, which it's, is amazing. Ideally it's, I wanted to, cause with all the events, I wanted to create space so that people can slow down and Mm -hmm. just take a day for themselves so the market is more than just a marketplace it's like uh, it's a wellness day in itself so there's Mm -hmm. like um we get vent or practitioners local practitioners who want exposure so they teach yoga or pilates or they'll do a talk on like consciousness or health or we've had a lot of girls doing acupuncture lately which has been like the biggest hit yeah um that so there's that so you can actually take time and those are free to come attend and so you can take just like 30 minutes to give yourself some care and then there's the community itself is like very loving and healing so Mm -hmm. having like the entertainment or to have it on a really cool venue where we can just hang all day the idea was that you could come and you could either be from our past events or you could just be brand new and never been there, but you're going to be immersed in the community and able to make friends that day. Cause we're all just like there to hang and mm-hmm. it's just creating that atmosphere. So everyone can just like take the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the feeling I get to, even as a vendor, I feel like I just feel so <laughs> calm <laughs> the whole day because everyone else yeah. is calm. Yeah. You know? I know we're somehow like every vendor is always amazing. I've never mm-hmm. had issues with anyone. They're just like so wonderful and like, everyone you just like see ev- the vendors going around like buying products from every other vendor like everyone's just yes. like supporting each other the whole time yeah it's really sweet 
it's very special, very rare, I think. Um, so yes, it's, you know, slow and calm, but you're also very busy when you're doing all of this. So how do you, um, on your day to day rituals, all of that, how do you maintain some sort of calm, slow <laughs> lifestyle with that? Um, and just for yourself, how do you rejuvenate after each one? Yeah. Um, I have so many like little routines. Um, in the morning, I have my morning routine that I wake up like super early for. And I wake up at like 5.30 every day and then I just make coffee and I sit and I read and I pray and I sit in the sun and get like morning light. And mm -hmm. I usually take it really easy until like 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> like such a slow person in the morning and mm -hmm. I love being up like extremely early, but like I don't want to do anything. And mm -hmm. so I try to schedule like if I have meetings or anything to do, I try to schedule it later just so I if I am busy and I need time to prep, like I can take it really easy and still have my morning ritual. Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely having that quiet time and like time with God in the morning, I wouldn't be able to do anything if I didn't have that. That's kept me sane and grounded. Mm -hmm. Um, and just throughout the day, I have like so many skincare routines. Like I love using like the gua sha and just like, having like little moments where I can like, I, I usually sit outside, especially if it's nice out and just mm -hmm. like, we'll sit in the sun and like, just take like 10 minutes to do like a face mask or something along those lines, or even just doing like a facial massage, um, lots of that kind of stuff. And then just throughout the day, like I drive really slow. I do everything very slow. I just try <laughs> to like not hurry and take mm -hmm. my time and yeah, I think the important thing is not like over scheduling yourself so that you're not, you don't find yourself rushing from place to place or meeting to meeting because that's mm -hmm. when you can't keep any of those values. It just goes out the window. Yeah. And I think a lot of that too, just setting the tone for the day with that prayer and meditation mm -hmm. is huge for maintaining that, that slow feeling. Yeah. Um, and I love how you share like about your spiritual life and journey on your platforms. Um, I'd love for you to expand on that more. Is that something that you've always had? Did you find it somewhere along the way? Um, and what has your, how has your prayer life grown and all of that? Um, so I grew up Christian. My mom was always like a very good example of what a Christian is. Mm -hmm. She was always, um, she just taught me a lot about love and self-care and like she she would always talk about this like taking the time for yourself and if you've had like a bad day like you sit and you read or you take a bath or you do something for yourself like you always give back so she's been a very constant reminder of just like peace and love in my life um she had like a really hard childhood and then a really hard relationship with my dad who's one of those people that I don't speak to anymore mm -hmm. um so during all of that is when she found God and the story she's told me of like the things she's seen and how he's been there for her just like inspire me immensely but we were we grew up in Christian school that was mm -hmm. like 
not a good example mm-hmm. of Christ. And mm-hmm. so I, I feel like because of what I went through with like my dad and him not being a good example of like a father or a man, but like not, I didn't understand that till like two years ago. Like mm-hmm. he was someone who I always like made excuses for and looked up to. And it took me a really long time to see that he was not a good person. And so I feel like growing up like that, I just had like so much inside me that I didn't know I had to deal with. And my way of dealing with it was like rebelling and like being really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) Um, but she, she always like, um, she would try to teach me about God. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Like the school I went to was terrible. Like I, there was just so many things that like led me like far away from it. But I always had like a deep understanding that there was a God and that like someone was taking care of me. So that was like a core value that I could never get away from. But for a long time, like I just, I wanted nothing to do with it because the examples that I saw of the people who would like read a Bible verse to me or like, or recite a Bible verse to me or whatever, like tell me to go to church with them were like, they're just not good people and I didn't want to be like them. So I went away from like the actual religion of it. Um, and I just, I studied like everything I could and I, I did so much like self-work and self-healing. And then when I went through all this stuff with my family, one of the things that I started to do to just heal, like while I was in it, cause I didn't know how to get out of it was just to read the Bible every morning. And I started like in the beginning and like halfway through, I just felt completely transformed. Like mm-hmm. I had learned so much and I understood what my, like I had built a relationship with God, which is something I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. I always just like thought, you know, he's there and when I need him, like he'll take care of me, but I Mm -hmm. didn't have like the morning prayer or like the conversation with him. And I didn't go to him for everything. I just went like when I was in dire need. Mm -hmm. So after developing like those rituals and like reading the word for myself and understanding what he wants to tell us instead of just thinking like it's so scary um I feel like I I just was able to like think for myself and decide for myself what I wanted and I just became really close with God and I can hear him guiding me through everything I do and like um I try consciously to just pay attention all day to like the littlest things like even just like the tiny moments of beauty or like when my GPS takes me on a different road and later I find out like there was a car crash or something like Mm -hmm. just so many things that like Mm -hmm. I feel so protected and I know like every tiny thing is like for my benefit or is leading me like where I need to go and um the club's been like the most like healing journey because I have no like I said like I don't know how it started or why I did it but it was just something that like I couldn't let go of the name the great love club and I don't know why it's such a weird name (laughs) and I couldn't like 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 I couldn't just not do it like it was such like a it's a hard thing to explain to like friends and family what I want to do and I had to just do it and they had to see it but the support was like 
there, but no one really like, like for me, like you can do whatever, but no one really got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more that time went on, the more like God revealed that this was his plan. So like the great, like great love, mm-hmm. like is in the Bible so many times and like mm-hmm. his great love. And like in verse, like I remember when I first read it, like clearly in a verse and I was like, Oh my God, like this is why, like I couldn't let go of this name and like why it came to me in the first place. And then seeing people's journey, like with me, like being able to help people and just being able to serve and be like an example. Um, I feel like this is just like the club to me is like, it's just my way to serve and to like show the love of God and the love of Jesus. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, sorry, long story, but like, I I just, I feel like all like throughout the day, like I'm constantly now that I understand that like God is always with me and I don't have to just come to him for the small things or the big things. I'm constantly asking for the small things too. Mm -hmm. So like even on the way here, like I prayed for both of us just to have like the words and to say like what we need um, or what he wants us to say so that maybe Mm -hmm. we like inspire someone else or Mm -hmm. whatever he wants to get out there. And I feel like, um, I feel like just, I have like my time with God, like every morning where like I, I sometimes I'll say like really long, like elaborate prayers and sometimes I'll just sit in quiet, Mm -hmm. but throughout the entire day, I'm constantly just like praising him for every tiny thing. And that's Mm -hmm. something that has changed my life. Like when I learned to like see God in everything, I can't see anything else. And it's like, it's so healing just to go through life and be like, thank you for like this parking spot or like, thank you for like, Hmm. like putting that person's like words in my mind like five minutes before this other person has something like grumpy to say because like I see that you gave me this so that this doesn't affect me like Mm -hmm. seeing like the overall like I don't know yeah yeah (laughs) I I you said something like sometimes you just sit in quiet and that's like the meditative part right Mm -hmm. and I think that um I also grew up Christian and I've always you know prayer's always been huge in my life and I've always had people that I know are praying over me daily and just hearing you say that like makes me weepy (laughs) but um the meditative part of it I think is so important because Mm -hmm. like the prayer is the output right like it's us pouring out but the meditative is receiving Mm -hmm. and it's like allowing that the whatever word you know he wants to give us or whatever he wants to prepare us for I don't think is truly possible unless we just sit in quiet and we enter this space of just being still, which is really hard in today's culture. Um, but I think doing that prepares us and allows us like level of consciousness that we don't get every day if we're just like busy going about our lives. But if we enter it with this like meditative space also within our prayers, then we can go around and see like the divine moments every yeah. day 
And I think about times in my life when I've been really wrapped up in motherhood or my business or whatnot, and I don't see it as clearly. And then times where I'm, you know, really just taking the time to listen, to pray and to listen. And then the divine moments are so obvious to me Mm -hmm. throughout the day. And sometimes it's allowed me to step into things that I probably wouldn't have stepped into had I not already prepared my heart for it and allowed that preparation to happen. Yeah. And that's, I think where like real growth happens too, Mm -hmm. you know? So I love that. And I've just been so encouraged, you know, to hear your story and everything and, What's like, what's one way that you really prepare your space? Like, I know you said you have your morning coffee. I guess, how would you explain, like, where do you feel like the most, like in your element? I mean, yeah, I feel like your home is your sanctuary. So Mm -hmm. it's like, my home is very healing. I love having people over, but like we... I feel like are a little more picky with like who comes in because we understand like the energy stays. Mm -hmm. So we've created like a very safe space in our house. Um, And my relationship with my fiance is like the most healthy, amazing, supportive relationship I've ever had. So I feel like so safe there. And I think that it helps like to have like your you know your like prayer time be like your first thing in the morning when like it's quiet and you feel like very safe and comfortable and you know you're just waking up and you're able to like think clearly you haven't went halfway through the day and now you have all these like to-do list or things people said or whatever like distracting you um so I love like I love having it first thing in the morning I usually like sit in my living room um which I've made like very cozy. There's like, we just have like two twin organic mattresses on the floor with mm-hmm. like big pillows. So it's like a floor couch, mm-hmm. um, which is very grounding also. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a great space. And then um, like if not, otherwise I'm just like in nature, like I'll, I can, you know, find God like through a hike or mm-hmm. any anything like that. But I don't have like, like certain things I do besides like making coffee and like reading the Bible. And I feel like those things just get me like into that space right away. But it's taken a long time to feel like that's normal. And I'm not just like doing some kind of act. Mm. Um, But I think, you know, like thinking about your time with God as like a relationship is something that's really helped me. Like any relationship there's a back and forth and so it's not just me speaking or me asking it's me listening to um so like you were saying like the giving and then the receiving and I don't know I like have all my like candles and incense and stuff that like (laughs) I'll light here and there but that's not Mm -hmm. it's not necessary for me and I've always loved the idea of like little like altars and stuff like that but I just you know it's basically just like me with a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I think that, you know, when you like start out that way, sometimes in the morning can feel like more of a lonely time for people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the quietest part of the day. There's yeah. less people around. But it's like also entering that community of like what God has for you and mm-hmm. that 
you're not doing it alone. You weren't meant to do it alone. And it's like entering into that space of opening yourself up to his community and what he has to say to you. And I think that like times in my life where I felt like the most alone and then I, you know, pull myself back, you know, Mm -hmm. to the word or to prayer. It's okay. Like I'm not doing this alone. Like, you know, it, it just reminds me like he didn't create, create me to feel this way. Yeah. And, um, it's such an easy way to tune back in, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's so important because, yeah. I mean, you literally were made for community and for relationship. And mm-hmm. if you feel like you're like, if you don't take the time to realize that, like, I mean, even if you are like physically alone, you're never alone. Like mm-hmm. he's always with you that like, I don't know, it gives me so much strength to like mm-hmm. think like, I don't need to know everything. I just need to go where I feel led and like he'll open the doors and he'll move mountains to take care of me. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's very comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I can, de- I definitely have taken like so many like, crazy risks with club <laughs> and like, with like giving up like real estate and like high paying like careers and stuff just mm-hmm. to like follow what I think is my calling mm-hmm. and it's all like worked out. Yeah. In, like, the most insane ways where I'm, like, how did that even happen? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there's no denying that it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, man, I feel like there's so much you could talk about, like, with this topic. Um, so for someone that maybe hasn't ever had a prayer life or even, like, been meditative, what, like, what sort of advice would you give for them to begin their journey? That's a cute question. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a very, like, I, I think prayer is so beautiful. And like, I love when people, so many people will just pray over me, like during markets. And once they find out that, like, that I do like believe they'll you know just open their hearts and pray over me and I want to be that person like but Mm -hmm. I'm a very like um I'm very like shy when it comes to that kind of stuff because I haven't spent my life like in this like open like church community or whatever I just started really going to church like two years ago so I like I like to understand that it's like it's just my like way to talk to God. It It's not this big fancy thing where you have to say the right things or there's no like, there's no real formula for it. It's mm-hmm. just in prayer usually comes like when you're at your lowest, that's like when it's the most powerful, when you just like give up everything and, and like cry out for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, not, like understanding that there's like, there's no like, there's no formula and there's nothing that you have to say to make your prayer valid. It's just, first of all, like the belief that God is there and God's going to help you. Um, and that he wants to help you like a father. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that all he asks is that you believe before you see the results. And that's when like the true magic comes. And that's probably the hardest thing, but I think, I think knowing like it does take some time like to build any relationship so not being like 
frustrated or feel like you're not as anointed as like someone else if you don't like immediately feel the presence of God or like mm-hmm. hear his voice like not everyone does and mm-hmm. you do in your own way so I feel like knowing that it's like something very special and intimate and you're meant to like talk to God in whatever way that you feel comfortable and safe doing um and that over time it gets easier so I sometimes I'll like sit when everyone's asleep and I'll just like pray out loud because I want to get more comfortable and like open Mm. um so I'll just like I don't know I feel like my like day-to-day prayer is different every time like Mm -hmm. like I said sometimes it's like really heartbreaking and sometimes it's just like praise so um I don't know I feel like reading the new testament reading Jesus's words and Mm -hmm. like just trying to like look at what he like how he prays and his example Mm -hmm. um that's been helpful for me because there's no there's no real um I don't know there's no method he just Mm -hmm. is in nature and he's crying out and he's asking for help and that's like God you know if you think of him as your father like then you can have this like very intimate like natural prayer life Mm -hmm. yeah do you have any specific stories that you'd like to share where you've seen like you've prayed specifically for something and then he's shown up in a powerful way yeah um oh wow I feel like I pray for absolutely everything so (laughs) now I'm at the point where like I've yeah, I feel like that's like every everything for me, but mm-hmm. um something recently that yeah, I just I went through something with my sister recently where we're not in this great place and I had to go see her to get some stuff back and she's really upset and I'm obviously sad. But I was just on the way. I had like, I had a time limit that I was allowed to get my stuff in and it was very Mm -hmm. short. And I had, I had like, you know, I was sad and I didn't want to like visibly be upset. So on the way there, I just was praying for peace Mm -hmm. because Jesus is the Prince of Peace and that's I feel like another way that you know that God is with you is by knowing like the fruit of the Spirit and what what Jesus is so when you feel that love and that calmness and that joy like you know like that's when you're in it with him so I was praying for peace the whole time and I I just prayed that he would stop the clock (laughs) and then I would be able to get my stuff and like there was like you know, that I would just be calm and no matter what happened, like I would be able to be, um, loving. And mm-hmm. when I, oh my God, <laughs> when I went, um, it was just very apparent that he was with me and I was like very at peace, even though it was a very hard situation, but I felt very held and very safe and, I got my stuff with like two minutes to spare and I was like this is like if you knew like what I had went through it's kind of like a miracle that I could even like get it done in that short of time but Hmm. 
it all just like worked out so perfectly and I mean I'm I was like this like in this state but like Mm -hmm. could be very calm and peaceful and just like I was just praying the whole time for like healing and love and I feel like when you can go through like a tough situation and like and see his presence like yeah that's when I like know that like prayer works because like wow it's so tough like if you don't have that foundation and you don't have like him helping you like keep you know your nerves and keep calm and like loving during like a really stressful situation you can easily go the opposite end um which is usually what I see in like the other party Mm -hmm. um yeah so just seeing that and like Mm -hmm. being able to be peaceful in that situation I was like this is not me because I'm a mess in my head and Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) wow yeah that's beautiful thank you for sharing that um currently are you reading any books or anything about prayer that you want to recommend I just read um oh my gosh a shepherd looks at psalm 23 I think Mm. and it's so good um it's a very old book okay and he just goes through the lord's prayer Hmm. that David wrote and it's things that like if you didn't grow up on a farm or you don't have sheep like you're like oh this is like a cute prayer like you don't get it you're like yeah the lord is my shepherd and i shall not want and then you read his explanation of like what a shepherd does like it's he takes each little sentence and breaks it down mm-hmm. into like the year long life of like a shepherd and his sheep and it it just like completely I don't know it just it makes you realize like how much God's actually protecting you like he just talks about how like there's I forget what exact verses but like the shepherd goes ahead of his flock and like um clears any like dangerous weeds and things that would hurt the sheep and sheep are very like if left to their own devices will just be like very routine or like end up destroying the land. So there's like a lot of care from the shepherd to make sure that they have this amazing life and that they don't just like um, eat from the same spot and end up like ruining it. So there's nothing left. So the, that book is just so cool. It's like, it's very simple, but yeah, you'd have to read it to know. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. We'll link it. We can link it in the notes too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, do you have like a favorite verse that you go back to time and time again? Um, not to put you on the spot. I know, but I'm one of those people who, if you ask me like, what's my favorite band? I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Or book of the Bible. <laughs> Do you have a favorite that you, I have so many. Um, I mean, I feel like Ephesians is very mm-hmm. beautiful, but I think lately I've been reading Romans like over and over okay there's just like so much wisdom in it Mm. um yeah I don't know I wish I could think of like examples on the spot that's perfect (laughs) yeah and I I want to go back to you know when you were like you don't have to like know know the words to say or have the words to say and I always think about how 
Jesus is always like, let the little children come to me. And they don't like, you know, they're not versed, well versed in the Bible or anything like that, but it's the spirit that they bring. Mm -hmm. And recently I started my kids and I, we have about a 20 minute drive to their pod three days a week. And I was just like trying to think of ways where my mom always did with us. My mom always did this with us growing up, like just having prayer in the car over a need or someone that we knew or ourselves or our day ahead. And it's like, okay, I feel like my kids are in a good place to start this understanding and whatever. So I was like, okay, let's pray for this while we're driving in the car. And just hearing the words that come out of their mouths is just oh the gosh. sweetest. And they're simple the words. Yeah, yeah, but their heart is so pure in it. And oh. I think that's all that matters, you know? And Yeah, totally. It's the intention. Um, yeah, and it's so I'm always like get like choking up in the car over just their sweet so their sweet words and who they're praying for in that moment or who like like who maybe they think of while they're mm-hmm. praying that they like instantly like shift and pray about and that's really mm-hmm. sweet too and I think that's part of the the process too is sometimes during your prayer you might be praying for something but also asking God for for the words because mm-hmm. I've had so many times in my life I have had friends I'm going through something my friends that call me I'm like how are you what's going on like I just feel like I need to pray for you today mm-hmm. you know and it's like oh wow That's sweet. you know and, yeah. um <laughs> yeah so many times where I've just been like blown away by how he speaks to someone else so I think that yeah. that stance of prayer also allows you to be like a vessel to yes to communicate that and that's really beautiful how how that works so that's like my favorite word lately is being a vessel because mm-hmm. that's like one thing that I do pray for every morning is that I'm a that he will use me as a vessel to spread his love so I'm like do whatever you want like mm-hmm. through me and I'll listen as much as I can but I just want to be a vessel like I don't in the end of the day like everything that I do is like very fun and it's a blessing to to me as well but I just ideally like I don't care what I get out of it like financially or anything like that I just want to help people and Mm -hmm. I just want to be a vessel so that people can see Jesus through me and maybe build their own relationship Mm -hmm. with him because of like the example of like I mean if this is what a relationship with God is like you should look at me and want that too. So that's yeah. all I want to be. Yeah. And like similar to you, I've, you know, I grew up um, a pastor's kid. Oh so, and so did my husband. I always and wish so... I was a pastor's kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully our, I feel like both of our fathers were <laughs> just such wonderful examples mm-hmm. at home. They're the same person at home as they wow. were at church, which I think is kind of rare. Um, yeah. And we're both so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I definitely had to find my journey because when you are in it, you know all the stories or a lot of the stories. Mm-hmm. You you see people in a different light that, you know, are put on a pedestal. And it just, through my adulthood, um, just trying to understand that like, okay, I don't need to have all the answers. And as long as you love people through however the Lord calls you, Mm -hmm. you know, then that's all that matters at the end of the day. 
And I just, when I first met you, I just felt, it's like when you are already like in that stance of being really intuitive, um, which I think prayer does that. It allows Mm -hmm. you to find like that really deep intuition that we all have in us. But I think that you get this feeling from someone else so much quicker mm-hmm. and when I first met you I was like oh my gosh I love her <laughs> like Aww. I her spirit her her calmness her acceptance her and then the more I've just gotten to know you I just when I decided to do this podcast I knew I wanted to have I don't want it all to be you know about the same thing mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to have a moment to talk about this and you were the first person that popped in my head and I told you that you were like makes me so happy you're like oh my gosh I've been reading all these books on prayer and I was like okay (laughs) you know just confirmation um that I think that so much of this topic can feel intimidating or it can have a lot of like um shadow sides to it Mm -hmm. right because we we see this and then we see all the parts that come with it that some people have had bad experiences with or are just maybe not ready to go into dive into all of it or just figuring it out. And I think that's totally acceptable. And to, to Jesus, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like he wants you to come to him as you are in whatever state you're in. Um, but I love that you are so open about where you're at in your life and, um, I just thank you for being a blessing to me, but I know to so many other people. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely got the same energy from you right away and your oh. whole family. Oh, Meeting your husband and your kids was like, of course, those are yours. <laughs> like, they're perfect. You're very sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking about how you were talking about your fiance, and I think that's a big piece of it too is like your partner like feeling like, even though Caleb, my husband and I, we have had to find our own journey. Like, you know, we grew up a certain way and still very much believe what we believed growing up, but also you have to like figure out your own path and you have to figure out your own relationship, you know, with Jesus. And, um, it's just, it's great to have that partner that you feel like you can do that with. Yeah. And I think that's a huge piece of it too. Totally. And he has very different, um, like, terms of what he calls God and mm-hmm. what his relationship is. But the core of everything we believe is identical. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it for so long. And he's so open to, like, hearing my side. And mm. so it's it's sweet when you feel comfortable enough to, like, have that yeah. deep conversation and to, like, yeah. And you have to figure out, I mean, I grew up in, you know, the church I grew up in was like, you have to believe this, like Mm -hmm. this is it. And there's no like questioning it. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's where the church goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where like most people's like church trauma Mm -hmm. kind of stuff comes from is like just not feeling like you're even able to like understand it better by asking questions. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so nice to like have the conversation with you and be able to like, you know, like even to understand your story and to like hear that, like you had to, you know, you came from this upbringing, but then you had to do your own Mm -hmm. time and research and have a relationship. And then you come to like your own understanding and Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people are going to want to reach out to you or find you or like yeah. be in contact with you. So where can they find you? Um, yeah. When's the next, let's see, so this, I would say 2024. How do you know the dates of the slow market or anything yet? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm rethinking. Cool. Okay. <laughs> sure. Which we can talk about it's that hard. too if you want. But uh, the it's a process, just, right? I've been very like flowy with it. And I've yeah. been, like, I, you know, when I like started out, I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, do whatever you want. And it sure. turned into so many different iterations of what it was and mm-hmm. it turned into just the markets at one point and now I'm like I want the events back and I want mm-hmm. a physical space mm-hmm. so I'm gonna take January off and just kind of figure it out and I'm there's a space I'm trying to get and we'll see what happens with it but I I just want like um I want to be less on other people's terms as far as like the venues and and even like the weather like having yeah. you know the whole market be canceled if it's raining that's like sure. so hard for me yeah <laughs> so I want to figure out what to do and I'm just praying about it and yeah just being open to whatever it turns into so I've had mm-hmm. some cool opportunities come up but nothing's solid yet so okay we'll see yeah so but in the meantime so in the meantime, I basically only communicate through Instagram. Okay. It's it's nice to have just one stream. So um, it's the Great Love Club, and that's about it. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to share with us? Um, no, not really. I'm just okay. – I'm so grateful. I feel like this has been – so healing and it's so sweet to know you and (laughs) to just be able to have this community with you and Mm, yeah same very much the same thank you so much for doing this with me today um I'm so grateful (laughs) (laughs) me too